0: hello hello welcome back to another week of things you should know in today's episode we're going to continue talking about financial independence and just financial journey altogether i mean money 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 is for the most part for many of us is one of the biggest things of why we do what we do every single day a lot of us go to work side hustle all of which That Not all of us, but most of us have the goal in mind that in order for us to achieve X and Y and Z, we need X amount of money saved in order for us to get into retirement, we need X amount of money in order for us to either be independent single divorce whatever it is where we think about finance a lot it is on top of a lot of our minds in the last few episodes we talked about how that even come into play in a lot of our decision making process when it comes to not having kids having kids choosing to stay single being okay to be single and not be you know, find a partner or being okay to purchase a home and be financially independent on your own, like all of those, again, money, money, money come across our minds. And I could already share with you. And I want to bring you on this journey with me is that all of the money questions that I've been asking myself lately and what's coming next? And what am I learning and discovering? So really, we could learn together. Because I have a feeling a lot of the things that come across my mind, as well as the different experience that I'm going through, might be applicable to many of you too. Because like many of you, five years ago, I just work nine to five thinking that, hey, you know what, that is just life. I'm just going to work until I am like late 60s and... Probably just make enough to to make ends meet and I don't know. like it was stressful. I couldn't imagine myself um, really taking care of myself if you asked me this question five years ago. So there's a lot of growth and I got to a point and I talked about this in my previous episodes where in the last five years, I've learned to become financially independent where I make enough to feel confident enough to be on my own like I do am no longer in fear of not finding a partner or being on my own or having kids or not having kids like those have actually been something that used to worry me a lot because I wasn't sure of myself where if I could take care of myself if if I didn't look to a partner if I didn't get married if I didn't find another person that will build a life with me And once I have got through being able to grow in my career rapidly and get to a point where I feel financially stable to take care of my own, I used to think that that was it. I used to think that, okay, once you have made enough, uh, no, okay, not enough. (laughs) I don't like, when is it enough? Um, But at least make to a point where you feel like if you continue to make in this, rate right or you know growth of inflation and all of that then you should be okay like you should be able to financially take care of yourself and i thought that's that like that's kind of the end of the financial journey is that you you get to a point where you make uh, a decent amount of money where you feel comfortable in in that that's gonna sustain yourself and that was it and as i got to this point i'm starting to realize more and more that's not it that's not it at all and if anything it's coming to a more important part of learning how to manage your money. like And I, some of you, I'm sure, is way more advanced than I am. But I will tell you, I'm pretty typical. When it comes to finances, I, I save money. And like some people, saving money feels safer than risking your money in the stock market or finding ways to invest. And a lot of these fears is because of the lack of education when it comes to finances, how to make money to make more money. Like all of those is true. They don't really teach you that in school. In school is really like super standardized things that honestly, I don't even know how practical a lot of those things are in real life. Uh, (laughs) But overall these are the things that are not taught in school and I think that's one of the bigger reasons why it contribute to a lot of the fears of many of the normal people like myself where I am used to the concept of working getting a paycheck and then you save it and then you could buy things that you want and you continue that cycle where you make money you save some you buy things that you want and then you know that's it you know you hope that you have saved enough when you're older and you're able to take care of yourself with that money. And that's that I was not very much educated on what it means to be financially literate, what it really means to invest. What's the, what's the true meaning of an asset? How do you have your money work for you? And what it means, like how to think about how much you spend and how much you save and how much you invest. Like I haven't thought through all of that much throughout most of my life. And When you get to a point where you start seeing a decent amount of money floating in, the next thing is to really truly think about how do you manage your money. And it's not even the next thing. Like that should have been the beginning thing. But hey, it's never too late. So that's one thing that has been on on my mind a lot. And I want to encourage all of you that no matter which part of the journey that you're in with your finance, rather if it's just the beginning, and that's even better, I think, like before you even... You know, make enough money to to be able to do anything with it. If you are already smart at the very beginning to start thinking about what you would do for every single dollar, penny, you know, ten dollars, hundred dollars, thousand dollars that you're able to save and generate. How do you make sure that you invest that in a way that's smart, that's going to generate you a lot more money a decade from now, for example? So it doesn't really matter which stage of your financial journey that you're in. I think this talk is applicable to many people because I realized that when I even attempt to talk about this with my friends, A lot of those are either a little bit more advanced than I am or most of them are exactly where I am or some of them are even more behind. So it's not something that I would say is very typical for people, even my friends group, at least, or my 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 age to really think about this. And I wish that I was exposed to more people that are more financially savvy so I could learn a lot more from them. Uh, but hey, again, it's never too late. So if you also have this as part of your mind lately of like, hey, yeah, like, how, how am I supposed to make the money work for me? And how am I supposed to, you know, like plan and manage my money in the way that's smart? Let's talk. Let's talk together. Let's figure this out. And by no means I have any of these even figured out. I just have been thinking about this a lot more lately. And as you could tell, again, from my last previous episode, I think a lot of the confidence and decisions that I have been making recently is also a part of realizing the importance of finance and also how to be smarter about it. That helps a lot. Right. So, again, it's just like a progression of the journey of like, okay, now that I'm here, feeling that you know a bit more stabilized how can I make sure that I am being the smartest that I can be in the moment to handle my finances so I've been learning a lot from a bunch of people and again perspective are always good regardless of how accurate or inaccurate things are if, if you know things are coming from left right front back center it doesn't really matter I think it's always a good practice just to hear people's perspectives and opinion and just hear them out rather if it's good or bad I mean you could be the judge obviously same with finance like I hear things from books that I read like rich dad poor dad And, you know, I look at TikToks. I mean, I'm sure there are some really terrible TikToks, finance, advice, definitely. And anywhere, right? YouTube, like online, articles. I'm sure there's going to be good and bad ones almost everywhere we find. Even in books, there's going to be some really good ones and some that are just not so great. And so I've been doing a lot of the research lately and learning more about finance and it makes me start to think and realize some things too like this idea of fear like i and i say this more recently too where i'm not comfortable in taking a lot of the risks because i'm not really really familiar with the start market i don't really really understand the meaning of like investing yes i i hear a lot of people talking about you know you hold for the long run and the probability of return is much higher like yes all of those make sense but i haven't ever put it into practice so all of those is scary when you think about it and i try to figure out like where is this fear coming from Right, And a lot of which is that I'm not familiar. And again, it's the lack of education, lack of being exposed to these things. And so I'm trying to, of course, familiar myself with all of these things, hear all of these different perspectives, and hopefully that fear goes away. And I've been doing a lot of calculation lately, too, because here's another (laughs) fun TikTok that I came across today that also reiterate the fuck you money that I talked about in my previous podcast as well, where this idea of fuck you money, when I first got introduced or heard about it, it was actually from Lucy Liu, one of her interviews and just talks about how she um, I don't know her exact words, but basically she said along the lines of she have enough fuck you money, where basically you could base you could basically quit or just like you know tell your boss to like f off at any given moment that you just feel like it's injustice and go because you have enough money to sustain your lifestyle to do what you got to do you don't essentially have to do something that you don't enjoy or be told to do something that you don't enjoy or believe in or whatever because of money right so this tiktok that i came across today talks about how well how do you calculate how much money is enough In another word, it's almost like, well, what is your fuck you money amount? And in other words, what is your retirement money amount? Like, what is the money goal that you are driving towards that once you reach it, and you're like able to continue the lifestyle that you calculated that based on, and you're you're gonna be okay with that, right? And so, I mean, at a super high level, the formula that she used was basically, um, let me think, like she talks about if you're able to sustain one year with 100K, you divide that by um, 0.04 and that's essentially the amount of your fuck you money, right? So if it's 100K, essentially you divide that by 0.04 and that's about like, I think 2.5 million, if I remember the calculation correctly. So that will be like once you have made 2.5 million, you're pretty much good like you have enough of that fuck you money that you could just you know go ahead and do whatever you want quit on the spot and just still live quite comfortably and I I thought was really interesting because it also then make me think more like well okay like what is my minimum amount of money that I would be required to spend to maintain a comfortable lifestyle and what what does that look like And when do I realistically think that would happen for me? And I was just doing some super high-level calculation. And I try to think about comparing it to how much do I have saved now to just give me some perspective of how much longer it would even take me to make that kind of money. And I mean, in some way, it's hopeful, but yet also scary at the same time. It's like, if you work a nine-to-five and just use the money from nine to five. Long story short, it's scary. It's pretty much not gonna happen anytime soon and unlikely to happen before the retirement age. If you only solely rely on the money from your nine to five or at least from my nine to five. Of course, that makes you really force you to think about, okay, what does it really mean to diversify your income? How do I diversify my income in a way that will allow me to get there more? And this is where I really start thinking about like in this day and age, it's a lot more common nowadays for people to start thinking about the the thought of like, a side hustle and all of that. I mean, you hear it all. And I think it's getting more and more popular that people start thinking about like, yeah, like what other ways can people make money? And how do I do it? And I mean, it does contribute to this whole idea of this great resonation. I think a lot of people are seeing a lot more opportunity in different avenues, unlike before. So even when people quit their regular job that might be more labor intensive, they're able to find other avenue and ways to actually make money that is more suitable to their lifestyle, or maybe it's actually less labor intensive and it's just easier for them overall. So there are becoming a lot more, there, there, there are more available options as we go, which is great. Right. So it makes you think about all of that. Like it makes me at least. And then I wonder if it makes you also think about it, too, is you start thinking about what is your what is your bare minimum requirement of essentially live with financial freedom, which is that like fuck you money that I was talking about earlier. Try to calculate that for yourself. And if you have a mortgage and bills and all of that, that will be inclusive of your total amount of year that you feel like you have to spend and you could count that like if it's a mortgage let's say that you have to pay for the next 30 years i mean throw that in in that one year amount and um and she talked about to the oh yeah let me find the creator name just to give her a quick credit if i could find it um but she also talked about this is also with the expectation that you are able to invest and gain a minimum of like 4% gains year over year with the money that you're you are able to save. So okay, by the way, okay, the, the creator on TikTok is Your Rich BFF. Like literally is Your Rich BFF and she talks about a lot of like financial tips and the things that she goes through. She's also uh, a young woman. She's like in her late 20s and she talks about how she was able to have like over a million dollars and uh, finance a home in a smart way and things like that. And I mean, there's a lot of TikTokers like that. I'm only starting to follow her and listen a bit more about how she's doing it. Um, and again, take everything with a grain of salt, right? Like, I'm sure she's great, no doubt about that. But you're gonna hear some great ones and maybe sometimes not so great ones from different TikTokers. So, you know, just be mindful in what you take in advice, do your own research. Um, but yeah, like it made me start thinking about that and I encourage all of you guys to start thinking about it too. Like, what is the bare minimum that you would need in order for you to essentially like retire, you know, or just say, screw this, like I'm gone, like, and just do whatever it is that you want. Like, what does that amount look like for you? And the way that I calculated based on that formula from that TikToker is essentially, Think of like what is the bare minimum amount that you need to spend within a year's time right that includes your your living your bills your food your anything that it's like a bare minimum requirement for you and then divide that by 0.04 and that is essentially the amount that you would hope that you will have generated and once you have that you start thinking about like, what is it that matters? What is it that matters to you most? Like, when you think about all of these, like, bare minimum that you need. And I was reading a book to you today that talks about, you know, you can have, like, 50 people in the room. And they could all make different incomes. And if you ask them, like, do they all, like, if they all save, like, one-tenth of their money. Like, is that one-tenth of their money enough to, to, I forgot, like like to to like um, still pay for their expenses or something like that and many people were struggling basically saying like no like it's not enough if I were to save one tenth of my money I don't have enough money to then pay my expenses and things like that and the moral of that topic was that it's odd because you could have people that make a lot more money or a lot less money and everybody is talking about just one tenth of their expense but everyone seems to be struggling of their expense and what the moral, what they're trying to say, the takeaway there is that as you make more money, your, your expectation of what the expense needs to be expands as well. So if you used to be, let's say, really, you know, like poor and you used to say like, hey, this amount is what I would require to live comfortably. As you grow more money, as you gain more money, that amount also expands. So your bare minimum that you thought in your mind was true, like that's my bare minimum, also changes over time, right? So be mindful of that because, I mean, when you're th- truly trying to think about your bare, bare minimum, of course, I know most of us by default might think about, okay, well, like my bare minimum, which which will be allow me to still live very comfortably, something similar probably than you do now or a bit better depends, right? But something that's ideal, for you but again that's the keyword it's ideal minimum doesn't truly means minimum right so like i think it's it will be healthy to draft out what is your bare bare minimum of spend that you need within a year like to survive almost to be like healthy but still not ideal but still like manageable right like your bare bare minimum of one year spent divided by 0.04 And then your ideal, sure, like your ideal minimum, just so you give yourself some perspective, because we give ourselves so much stress on a daily basis, rather if it's a job, rather if it's the pressure from society that like we need to make it and we need to go to work every single day of like majority of days of our lives. And we're unhappy, many of us, a lot of the times we're not happy about our job, our roles, our managers, our coworkers. And what are we there for? At the end of the day, well, a lot of us are there for a paycheck. I know some of us have our own business, which is a completely different stories. But for those that who is working in a nine to five and might not be working within the field or a job that they love, that is what is on our mind, right? Like we're there mainly for a paycheck. And if we are able to realize and figure out what is the bare minimal amount that we truly require and able to start thinking about other ways of acquiring that amount, and some of, us, some of us, I think, will be surprised that we're, we could be a lot closer than we think. And, you know, that's a nice surprise, right? And so having that clarity, knowing the bare, bare minimum, I think it also help us de-stress a bit too. Because once you realize, let's say, okay, like, I don't know, I think for every state and everything, this number could be so different. But let's just put it, I'll just use that TikToker, Um, number she talks about you know let's say if 100k is your bare minimum a year then then you divide that so by 0.04 basically i think you get about like 2.5 million so let's say you need 2.5 million dollars in your lifetime in order for you to say f you to your job and just still live very comfortably and happy i don't know like what if you are already at like a million at your stage and age right now and so the making another 1.5 million for the rest of your lifetime time could be very doable right like it really depends again what your bare minimum requirement amount is and what your fu money amount is and how far along you are with that but hey it could be a surprising you know pleasant surprise or not good surprise depends But at the same time, it's good to have that clarity because then you have, you're able to actually set your goal a lot more clear. And then what I have done once I have learned all of that, you know, bare minimum requirement, ideal requirement, what is the FU amount and all of that, it makes me start to ask myself like, well, what are the things that are priority to me in my life? And you know, what's interesting and funny is that I also came across another TikToker, which is some random TikToker actually I didn't even save or like the video but I was laughing because the tiktoker is like the completely opposite of the financial one that was just talking about like this tiktoker was like buying stuff randomly I think she was like unboxing a bag of shoes and she was like you know she was talking about how like you know time is just a concept like nothing is guaranteed in the future like who said that we are able to live till next year next month next day like why are we saving our money like if you like those shoes if you like the jewelry you like the bag go get it go make yourself happy because right now the present is truly what you have and anything in the future is actually not real it's not real it's not guaranteed and it's funny but at the same time there is some truth to that right like i i like she's not wrong though like hundred percent you know and when you think about it it's like a complete different mind shift almost than well okay maybe not completely but at least slightly different than what we're talking about which is like thinking about the future what it means to be smart with your finances right you save you you live within your means and you don't spend more than what you have and all of that like really thinking logistically of how much you could afford and how can you be smart with your money while the other is really just thinking about if you haven't spent it um, but i think they both have their good truth in them Right. Because you also don't want to live within a lifestyle or in a way that truly you feel very restrained and uncomfortable and unhappy for. Right. And again, I I think that a lot of which comes with our mindset as well, because truly in life, I think a lot of us really don't need that much to be truly happy. It's like completely, I don't agree that like a fancy car or fancy house or expensive things is what brings happiness. It's like completely not, you know, having the right people around you, you know, feeling safe, feeling loved, feeling heard, you know, feeling seen, like all of those things suppresses material things whatsoever. So again, like the perspective of What makes you happy? I mean, it's so different for everybody. But overall, like, ask yourself those questions, right? Like, what are the things that are most important to you when it comes to financial stuff? Or, you know what? Screw the financial stuff. Like, just start asking yourself first. Like, what are the things that are so most important to you in life? Right? Start jogging those down because then you need to start calculating. Like, what spend is attached to those, right? I was doing this exercise earlier where I start writing this down. Like, okay like, after I figure out my FU amount, okay, like, what are the things that I really, well, I probably should have done this exercise before I calculated my FU amount, but I was just essentially jogging down, like, what are the most important things in my life, right, like, truly, like, not talking about material, not talking about money, just overall, right, health, happiness with my family, making sure that my mom is really happy in this lifetime, it's, like, one of the biggest biggest thing I mean I I could call it fortunate some people might call it unfortunate but like I feel very fortunate that in a way right now like the people that I need to and want to take care of are my parents are my family you know I don't have a family of my own as many of you know I do not have kids and I'm single currently and I'm in my early 30s and I call it fortunate I guess you know or maybe just indifferent overall that like they are my focus right now and if i'm able if i could i would don't mind like spend all my fortune on them right because they're my priority right now just like how when you have your own family and have kids you will be would be you know willing to spend a lot of your fortune or many of your fortune or some of your fortune towards them as well and that's how i feel with my family and i think about like what does it mean to make them happy like what is the biggest thing that my mom wants right now? And I know that right now for her is a house. And it's not because of like a like a material thing. Like she's totally okay with a small house and just like the bare minimum. Like she is just going through some stuff with that home that she's living in now with people that she just don't feel comfortable with. So I wanna get her out of there so that she could feel comfortable and wake up happy and sleep happy. And all of that, like, I want to be able to provide for her. And however she described that home, like her dream home is like my goal because I want to make her happy. So I wrote all of those things down, right? I wrote like, what is the foundational thing that is driving me towards this goal? Like, why is this important to me? And then what type of financial cost would be tied to those goals, Right so then i start calculating that and of course like if you keep writing you probably could write a very long list but try to really prioritize like top five because and again in life like i feel like if you have too many things that you want to achieve maybe for all of them you could do okay but if you really want to excel in like the top three things that is really priority and you want to do a good job and you want to make sure those do get done you do want to narrow down your goal like what is the big big goals that you want to achieve and really focus a lot and lots of your energy in making that happen. So yeah, that's kind of what I did. I kind of jock down to like the top three or five things max that are the most important. What is driving that and what are the financial that is tied to those and how can I then, you know, develop a strategy or a plan <laughs> overall to make sure that I could, I could do it within my lifetime and also be able to sustain it on my own, right? So so those are, again, the things that I feel like five years ago, there's no way that I would even thinking about all of this, like what it really means to manage my money. How do I be smarter with my money? What? And more importantly, like what does money really mean to me? You know, like I feel like f- for money, it means so many different things for so many people. Like some people want to make create generations of wealth. And I don't know if that will be like the goal, but like sometimes that is one of the important thing for some people is that if they're going to make a lot of money, they want to make it last. And then for some people, it's just within the time, within their lifetime, right? Like for people that let's say don't plan to have kids or do not have kids, maybe to them, they think about like, well, I just want to make sure that in this lifetime that I live in with the people that I'm able to encounter with, I have enough to be living my best life. Right. I mean, there's, again, so many different people and perspectives of thinking like what this finance and money really means to them. And that does matter to what action you would take. Right. Because, again, all of these plan when it comes to like investments and um, compound interest, and I'm still learning more about that. But like all of those things also tie very closely with time. Right, it's not something that like well, okay. So there's so many things that I'm starting to learn, hear buzzwords about that I don't really know. But of course, there's like people that talks about like okay, like yeah, you can make fast money versus like long-term money, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. If, uh, if like people, okay, if you like put your money in the start market, start mo- uh, stock market market <laughs> for over like 20 or 40 years, you know, it's guarantee almost keyword almost to x amount of return and etc etc things like that versus like day trading or doing things a certain way it's a quicker return if you know how to do it or whatever again i'm still learning it's all just buzzwords that are coming out of my mouth right now but again like depending on what finance really means to you and what is it the goal that you want to achieve within your lifetime or generations to come i'm sure it would influence the action that you would take right because it does matter of like how much money you hold and do things with within now or in the more immediate lifetime versus money that you will put in in another place to then generate you more money even if it means that you cannot spend it in the next like 20 or 40 years to come so maybe you're thinking more about creating generation wealth or your retirement or things like that right again like i think that everyone has a very different answer to what is important to them and what experiences they want to be able to experience in their lifetime, certain things are going to matter to more to certain people. For me, like just thinking out loud, I know... That being able to bring smiles to my mom's face, whatever that means, like if she wants to like go travel the world, if that's what's gonna make her happy, then I will prioritize that. And of course, that will then be tied to finances that I will need in a more immediate term, right? Because I will think about okay, if she want to travel, of course I would much rather to have her travel when she's still in a younger age than an older age, so she's more mobile, she's more healthy, and all of that stuff, right? So then. If you are like, need those money right now, is the choice better to invest it right now and then take it out 20, 40 years to come? Or do you wanna like take it out now and spend it, right? I think, again, all of those questions will depend on your financial goal. And these are the questions that I honestly haven't even really thought about myself before. And I wanna talk about this because I realized that. Some of my friends are still not thinking about it and some are way more advanced than I am. So I want to talk about this in case that if you haven't been thinking about it, think about it. (laughs) If you are thinking about it, great, let's all talk about it. Um, But it is something that I realize more and more that it is very important. It's not just about being smart and make money. It's not like you can make all the money if you don't know how to manage it. You don't know how to use it in a smart way. At the end of the day, the money that you make could be just as bad and not making them at all. So I'm glad I'm learning (laughs) and I'm glad that I'm sharing this financial journey with you as well because I really used to thought that like, okay, once you feel like you're generating X amount of income, like you're good, you know, but it's, it doesn't stop there. It really doesn't. So I'm glad I'm sharing this journey with you all because I'm sure like money is a top of mind topic that in a lot of our minds subconsciously like money actually wasn't really a big topic on my mind. I just thought it was just there. It's just what it is. It's something that you would wish to make and have some of and live a comfortable life. But once you need to rely on yourself a lot more, once you start to become a lot more responsible and you have bills to pay and people rely on you and all of that, like, yeah, of course it starts to become A lot more stressful so it's good to start thinking about if not already how to be smarter with your money so i hope this episode is helpful for you it's helpful for me to even talk about all of these with you all because it makes me also think more about what is it that i need to do next to start planning as well um thank you so much for listening all right i'll talk to you guys next week bye